You're listening to the Ready to Go podcast, where we equip Christians to engage culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, it's great to be with you again on the Ready to Go podcast. I'm John Christensen, again joined by Jeff Framke, a good friend of mine and uh, the man who leads our street evangelism teams here at Grace Church. As we mentioned last episode, we're going to be talking about different worldview questions and the worldview questions that are really prevalent today that we run into. This episode, we want to talk about how do we respond to people who believe that all religions are the same? How do we point them to the gospel and to Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life? And so, Jeff, I just want to uh, ask you, what do you do and how do you approach uh, these people who believe that all religions are the same? Yeah, that's that's a very common one. And, um, uh, you know, as, as I mentioned last week, John, um, you know, I like to probe with with questions and, and, and getting people thinking about what, you know, when they make a claim like this, uh, to really think about where it comes from. So, you know, the first thing I would I would do is I would very politely ask the person, you know, hey, have you had a chance to, to study most religions and, and what they teach? Because I'm guessing that most people have not. And I would just like to hear their answer at that point. You know, say, well, I haven't, not all of them, but so all of a sudden, you know, that, that, you know, uh, a surety may be dropping uh, you know, for them. And then I'll uh, say, hey, you know what, you're, you're a logical person. Let me, um, let me run this kind of a logical statement and see if this, you know, makes sense, see if you can track on this. And I'll say, um, so Christianity teaches that Jesus is the Messiah. Now, a Jewish person who studies Judaism would say, no, Jesus is not the Messiah. Now, either Judaism is right and Christianity is wrong, or Christianity is right and Judaism is wrong, or they're both wrong, but they can't both be right. Jesus cannot be the Messiah and not be the Messiah at the same time. That's it's illogical. So does that make sense to you? So I'll pose that kind of apologetic because, you know, logic says that's impossible to happen. So at that point, you know, I'm I'm looking for an opportunity to talk about, you know, what separates Christianity. And also just to kind of um, expand on that, that thinking, I'll say, all right, pretend you have two buckets in front of you. The bucket on the left put all the world religions uh, in. So I'm talking um, Judaism, Catholicism, um, Buddhism, Islam, Hinduism. That covers a big gamut. And then uh, on the, the bucket on the other side, on your right, goes Christianity. So what separates all the other world religions in that bucket to the, the Christianity, the one that stands alone and it's, it's on the bucket on the right. And that is an easy answer. It is works righteousness. So all the world religions here on the left will teach that if you're good enough, if you do enough good, if you're a good person, that you might be able to merit God's favor and earn heaven. The bucket on the right, the Christian one, says no. Everything 
that you need to do has been done by God himself. And that is Jesus Christ coming to earth, living the perfect life that we could not, and willingly going to the cross and dying for our sins, right? And the command is repent and believe. It's not about do. It's not about doing good. I mean, you know, obviously that's good. But when it comes to salvation, you know, doing this, doing that, relying on your good works will actually incriminate you because God, through Jesus, did it all. And uh, Jesus plus anything ruins everything. A smart guy teaches a grace, says that. So you can't have, you know, uh, Jesus with anything. It's Christ alone, alone. So that's how I would, I would, I would bring this person along with an apologetic, you know, showing them that it's impossible. That all religions teach the same thing, and then use that opening to do the bucket thing, and then walk them through the gospel at this point. What I really appreciate, Jeff, too, how. Uh, you know, what I've been out sharing with you is you always use apologetics not as an end in themselves when an argument, but ultimately to lead to the gospel. Because it's the, the gospel that's the power into salvation. It's, you know, I, I've learned the hard way, John. <laughs> you know, we're not out there to win an, elect- an intellectual argument. Um, you know, do we engage if they have questions with an apologetic or, you know, some type of science thing? Yes, you know, because they're asking us. But ultimately, you know, that's, that's, that's going to the head. We want to go to the heart. And that's, you know, because people don't believe because it's a moral, um, it's a moral thing. And so we want to get to the gospel as quickly as, as we possibly can, uh, because that's, that's, you know, that reveals the heart. And obviously God said the heart is wicked. Who can trust it? So that's where we want to go ultimately. You're right. Jeff, how to do you uh, deal with people who won't even concede like the, the initial logical question with the Judaism and Christianity that they can't both be the same? And I mean, so to us, it's just like blatantly obvious. Obviously, if you have two mutually exclusive statements. They can't be they can't be. <laughs> <laughs> together that they don't work one has to be right one has to be wrong or they both have to be wrong and the reason i ask i just remember um, a couple years ago and being in chicago at a lead the cause and i was talking to uh, two mormon ladies sitting on a bench and they, they really were not really mormon they were more like uh, just uh, secular relativists and uh, and trying to get them to nail trying to nail them down that that there is a such thing as truth i remember just pointing at the sidewalk and saying so you're saying that that this sidewalk, uh, if you say it's made of wood rather than concrete, then it's made of wood. And she was like, yes. And it was a concrete sidewalk. Yes, then, it, then it's made of wood. And just this idea of whatever we believe is what it truly is. And what, what do you do when you run into someone who just can't even, won't even concede the, the logic of that, that question? Yeah, that's, that's, um, that's difficult. Um, I've, I've had that. It's like, um, people describe like pinning jello to the wall. It just doesn't, you just can't, you can't do it because there, you know, there's no logic. Um, you know, you have to consider cutting and running. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're there not to, 
you know, again, win arguments. You're there to preach the gospel. And if they're not open, if, if you know, it's just like pulling teeth, then you gotta, you gotta, you gotta think about, you know what? You know, maybe there's somebody else who's more open uh, that I can talk to, you know, versus, versus these two. So, you know, politely um, excuse yourself from the conversation. It's hard. You know, you want, you want so bad for them to believe. You want them so bad to know Jesus. But you know what? If the heart is hard, I mean, there's nothing we can do. We can give them the best apologetic ever, and it's not going to matter. So, you know, it's just recognizing where their heart is and, you know, deciding, do I go, do I press forward, or, you know, do I, do I go? Yeah, and I, I think that's a great word, Jeff. And I think it's a good reminder, too, as we commit to memory some of these apologetics and these different, I don't know, arguments we can use to lead people to the gospel is that it has to be the Holy Spirit opening people's hearts to the, the truth of Jesus. And, and you know, that, that person may be someone in your family. It's not someone you can just necessarily wipe the dust off, but it is maybe wipe the dust off that conversation and commit to all the more to praying for them. God would would open their eyes and to even be able to start these these conversations. So I think that's that's the biggest thing with these apologetics is the pit we can fall into is forgetting that it has to be God ultimately. Well, next week we will be back again talking about more tough questions. We're going to be looking at those who have been hurt by the church. When that door is really closed and those hearts are really hardened, how do, how do we answer that as a Christian you know, with someone who maybe has been hurt by Christians. And what can we say to them to ultimately point them to Christ? And so we will see you next week. But until then, keep sharing Jesus. Let's go.